1: Hey everybody, welcome to Performance Anxiety, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark, and before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, AKG, for sending us their podcast essentials kit. Incredible mic, the Lira mic, wonderful headphones, they feel great, they sound great, and the whole package is the best quality, lowest cost to get into podcasting on your own. Today, I'm joined by the entirety of the band, Catan. That means I have two people on the show this time. Nick Thornberry of Vatnet Viscar and Brett Boland of Astronoid have joined forces to create a death metal EP. And it's been a long time coming. It's a great talk about their history, the band name, and the effect of context on our perception of people and music. And maybe doing a Def Leppard covers album full of blast beats and death metal vocals self-titled EP with artwork by the renowned artist Travis Smith is out and available at katanband.com and all the usual places. Follow them on social media at katanband. Follow us at performanceanx. Rate and review because more people find the podcast with good five-star reviews. And you can show us some love with coffee at ko-fi.com slash performanceanxiety. Merch exists at performanceanx.threadless.com, and you can buy some. I know you're all dying to hear this one, so let's get into it with Brett and Nick from Catan on Performance Anxiety, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network.
2: All right, go ahead, Nick. Hey, I'm Nick. This is Brett.
3: We're Catan, and we're, uh, let's do that again. So let me think. We're Catan, uh, listening to Performance Anxiety, or do you guys think? Grab our album at check us out at katanband.com and uh thanks for listening to performance album like
2: comes out tomorrow well but uh, yeah i don't know march what is yeah. it i did a really good job at the you end did. last time and I, I can't remember what i said so oh,
3: i hate like it's necessary well, shameless plugs oh my god sure. just like social media it's like such a time suck. It's Katon yeah.
2: Band, right? You can yeah, Katon Band on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Katon
3: Band on everything. So I'll just say Katan Band. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I Catan can.
2: Check out Band on social media. Yeah, you got this. Yeah.
3: Okay. I can try this again. I think I'm ready. All right. Hey, I'm Nick. And this is Brett. And we're Katan. You can check us out at katanband.com And you're listening to the Performance Anxiety Podcast. All right. Cool. Oh yeah, that's great. I mean, the, the whole like, it's like three minutes long. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Brett, I understand that some congratulations are in order.
2: Oh, uh, yes. Yep. Ba- baby here now. Baby bowling. Yep. She arrived. Uh, what? I don't remember when.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> it's not
1: important. They'll remind think. you eventually.
2: End of March, so. Oh, wow. But, uh, no, it's going well. We're on, like, week six right now, and uh, she's in a little bit of a moody part, so. Oh, my God, I'm covered in puke. I just looked at my shirt. This is <laughs> speaking, why I'm not on video. Of babies. <laughs> this is why I'm not on video. I, I'm, well, I'm six weeks at so I'm taking the same amount of time as my wife, and oh, uh, cool. so I'm home with her, and uh, I'm just disheveled and... <laughs> <laughs> So it's all good, though.
1: Well, that's that's awesome. I mean, I've, mine are sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen now.
2: So, yep. So you are you are a lot of uh, pretty well removed from the infancy stage.
1: Thank God. But, yeah, I couldn't. I'm looking at it now. I couldn't do it at this point. So God bless you.
2: Yeah, well, well mailing and I are older for most. I would say on the older end for parents. Yeah, I'm 32. A lot of people have their kids, in, you know, when they're in their mid twenties. Yeah, um, but it's getting older as time goes. Like I think more people are waiting until yeah. they're a little older. I mean,
1: I was kind uh, of when my oldest was born. I was twenty-nine, I think. Yeah,
2: around the same. So
1: my wife was. We've had like a six-year difference. She's twenty-three. So. Hmm. So she was she was in the normal area. I'm a I was a little on the older end of
2: it, but yep, my but, wife's older than I am. Yeah, so ah, look at you. So she, um, yeah, but so we're on the. I don't think we could do it if we were like any older but, <laughs> I or know. younger. We'll see. or, or <laughs> yeah. younger. See, I yeah. think of the other way too, and like I could barely keep my shit together now. Never mind yeah. if I were younger. Oh. You know? My dad was Especially. like 20 when I
3: was born, and I'm like, uh, no, thank you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't insane. even imagine. Like, I couldn't imagine like getting out of college and then having a kid. Oh, God, you, no. You know, or, I don't
1: unbelievable. Know, I couldn't take care of myself.
2: Yeah, I couldn't take care of myself until, like, I don't know. I still can't take I care can't, of myself. Exact, my wife <laughs> takes
1: care of me. I mean, I would yeah. literally be a wreck if it wasn't yeah. for her. I, I would just be a just— walking nightmare
2: Hmm. Uh, I'm with
1: you so so um Brett you've been on before I don't know if you even remember but it was yep. almost exactly yeah, a year no, ago
2: remember. all right cool <laughs> oh was it yeah
1: yeah yeah in fact I was listening to it today try to get some my bearings with what we'd spoken about because um and Nick, I sent you the link, but I don't know if you had enough time to listen to it. And it was—I uh, know it was a little last minute, so I apologize for that. Oh,
3: I checked it, checked it out. Checked it out briefly. I skimmed through.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's all you need, really. Um, but what I what I like to do is uh, kind of is to find out how you got into the whole music thing in the first place. Before we get too deeply into things, and and we're gonna do just—I just, just want Brett to do a, just a brief little overview of things because. We did a whole episode with you. So if any, anybody wants to hear about in, in depth about Brett, go back to Brett Bolin, because to this day, it's still one of my favorite episodes we've done. It was, I was listening to it again today, and it just, I was laughing out loud, and <laughs> and I was there. So. <laughs> so listening to it, a couple things. Jog, I, I, my memory was jogged on a few things. I want to ask you this before we get too deeply into the new band the new project that you're working on. First thing first, do you see uh, a children's album anytime soon? This was it. This is
2: it? What is it? No, probably not. Unless I feel really uh, compelled in some sort of way. If anything, if I, so I've been trying to find like noise scapes for babies. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't find the right white noise tone, so I might make my own and publish it to Spotify oh, and have it loop and have it loop correctly, because none of them loop correctly. <laughs> oh, really? So maybe I'll do that, and that'll be my noise album. I'll <laughs> say it's a noise album, and it's literally just going to be white noise.
3: Brett's baby noise.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Brett's baby noise. And-
1: I was wondering if you'd ever gotten around to doing the covers of San Jacinto or Frame by Frame that we would.
2: I started him, but I don't. They're not good, so <laughs> That's what just said last time. Yeah, I I didn't really make any headway on it. All right. Um, the Frame by Frame. So I really went hard on that Robert Fripp part, and like I can't play it. I can play it for like. I don't know, a few times, and then after like ten, twenty seconds, I just lose the. It's like a, it's like a tongue twister. Yeah. That rip, that like really fast one in the background that just keeps going. Yes. It, I just, I can't do it. I thought it was the bass, but it's frip and which actually made me feel a little better because I thought Levin was doing that on the bass, so made me feel better. It was a guitar. <laughs> But, and then the San Jacinto one, it's just, it's, his tempo isn't perfect, so I have to, like, write it out, so I can't, like, pop plop it in Pro Tools and, like, oh, yeah. figure out the tempo and go over it. It's, like, it fluctuates a little bit, or it's just I can't figure out what the exact tempo is, so I don't know. I've had other things I've wanted to work on, so it's still, I'd like to do it, but one day I'll... I'll I'll really sit down and try, like, when I'm in between things. Right now. Between asteroid and Catan, I think I'm going to be busy for a little while. And babies. And babies. So, Nick, I wanted to know
1: a little bit about how you got into music, because since Brett's already been on, we kind of went down that road with him, and I'm, I don't know if he wants to go down that road again. <laughs> we'll do a little overview in a little bit, and my dog started barking. That's great.
3: Yeah, mine was just doing that before.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> One of them. Swear. My baby's barking <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen that one coming so how did you get into music in the first place i mean was was there a lot of music in the household or were you, were you made to take lessons, I and mean, how did the whole thing get started for you
3: well i i I think generally it's like really no one else in my family is. A musician or anything um but my dad just i don't know i mean it sounds stupid to say that he's just kind of like very into music because i think most people are very into music yeah. but i don't know it, it just like he he was like i said he was younger and so he was like listening to when i was growing up i, I was born in 86 so i was growing up with like grunge and like alt rock and all that stuff like that and he was way into that he's always been my it's funny my dad is oh he still swears to this day he's like 90s are the best era for music ever and i'm like yeah i agree totally and i mean but for me it's nostalgia it's like you know it's like i'm you know a 35 year old guy so it's (laughs) like this is literally what i grew up with so um it's and it's it's funny i find it funny too that like some of the stuff it's like you know, you hear it played to death on the radio, just like you know, like Nirvana or or anything like huge like that. Yep. But then having some years away from it, and then in probably like the last you know five or ten years, like kind of going back to that stuff and being like, this shit is the best music. <laughs> like all of that like '90s shit that was on the radio a lot of the times. So like this is amazing. Like you know, oh, Allison yeah. Chains is one of my favorite bands. You know. um Yeah. And then, like I said, I'm definitely biased because I, you know, it was my childhood. But um. Right. It like as far as lessons and stuff i actually I actually tried starting to play drums like a little bit in like elementary school but uh failed miserably at that never really practiced never really tried that hard um my brother actually got a guitar at one point like some pawn shop guitar and i just started screwing around with it and uh since then i've been in one one band or another okay. mostly mostly bad until that <laughs> viscar kind of uh you know, right time, right place,
1: so vated uh, viscar is it's heavy, and I'm gonna expose my ignorance of the genre a little bit. What kind of metal is that considered is that mean is that considered black metal or death metal what 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 would you consider
3: I mean, we're definitely trying to be. A black metal band but okay. like not like true norwegian cult black metal like you so were, were a bunch burning of band... churches
2: down
1: and stuff
3: no like okay. i mean you get the question like oh so are you guys like satan black metal or it's... trees black metal i'm like oh well, i think we're more on the trees black metal side. Trees. but um, Yeah, it was
2: trees but yeah but like there yeah, were a religion, bunch of bands in trees yeah it
3: was like a, <laughs> i don't know it's like right around that time like i started it's like i was in my like kind of like later teenage years and stuff like that i was just into a lot of like metalcore and 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 stuff like that and i just kind of started slowly creeping down towards like listening to like at the gates and this more like old swedish death metal stuff and and all all this sort of stuff and i just you know got in touch with one of my friends like dude we should start like kind of a like real metal like black metal type band and uh there was a lot of these really cool really atmospheric u.s black metal bands around the time so wolves in the throne room was like probably my biggest influence there okay um that's the
2: genre that's, yeah that's the genre that's they are like that u.s black metal that's yeah u.s black like... metal
3: because it was like but they, like so yeah. much gets lumped into that yeah but like, like, Dev like heaven does not sound like wolves in the throne room
2: no but... <laughs> but it's like u.s black metal is it's like wolves in the throne room and what is it come on my favorite one uh Egg-Lock? Well, Agaloc is in there. All the, oh, all the them. Like from, them. like All like, <laughs> oh, the from, like, Iowa and, like... Oh, uh, Panopticon. Oh, yeah. Slipknot. They're American black metal. <laughs> <laughs> Panopticon. Oh, that, yeah. Like, that That shit is, I would say, what... Yeah. Uh, I think, like... Batnet it stemmed from. It was like, just, that, like, a lot that of... movement. It's that movement. Yeah, there's, and like, there's a lot of, like, really weird... Of... Yeah.
3: Like, really weird, like, diverse, like, genre bending like stuff going on in that US black metal genre and I think so we would get lumped into that all the time okay. and I it's funny cuz I barely considered us black metal especially by the the time I left the band but um I didn't really give a shit like yeah. you just whatever. play the music like, you like, like I was like we're like if the Deftones were a black metal band <laughs> yeah
1: I like that I funny I I went back and listened and I can almost understand that <laughs> so, you sang and uh, played the guitar for Vatnet, right? Yes. How did, how did you guys come up with that name in the first place?
3: So, uh, it's Swedish. It means the water is whispering. And I think it was our, the guitarist Chris, um, one of his uh, girlfriends. Old uh, like A I M names or something like oh, that, okay. way back. But we're like, that's wow. enough that no one will know this and that. And like, we and honestly, I think when we started the band, like. Um, we had been in bands, you know, forever and no one expected it to kind of like take off like it did. So, and not like we hated the name or anything, but I think by the time we thought like, well, maybe we should change this to something a little bit easier to remember <laughs> or something like that. Um, it was already too late. And we're like, ah, you know, fuck it. Like yeah. it's, it's fine. Like we just embraced <laughs> it, you know?
1: I look to me in research that you end up, ended up, at the end of the band's run, There, you kind of just end up, Shortening it to vatnet was that was that so
3: I left the band after the album settler oh okay. um we did we did like a bunch of touring on that, more touring on that, and then i I left the band just like it was just kind of time to go back to real life for a little bit, nothing, yeah. no like major fallout or anything like that, no drama just I'm just like, you know what i I got a decent job offer, and I was like, I'm tired of doing this um it was like we threw ourselves into it like a million percent like we were touring i think in what four years or whatever we played like almost 400 shows like it was it was like a lot like a lot of like really bad shows some really amazing shows like some of the best times of my life like stuff i'm eternally grateful for but um that i never thought i would get to do but i i would look at some some of these bands who had been together for 10 years and we're not really any further than we were or something like that. And we'd already been at it for like five or six. I'm like, I don't think this is worth that. Like, I love doing this, but like, I don't think I can personally maintain this lifestyle. Um, you know, for not, that long. I mean, it's not easy.
1: It's, it's, Oh no. And
3: yeah, so they did. So they, yeah, right after that, because we had talked about kind of shortening the name. So after I left, they, it was obviously a different whole different thing. Yeah. So they shortened the name and then, um, Casey, uh, from Asteroid was also in Vatnet. He right, played bass, so he took over singing and like like actually singing, and they kind of changed the style up, and, uh, so, and that was that.
1: So that brings me to my next point. It seems to me that Vatnet and Asteroid really been in the same orbit for a long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> How did you guys
2: meet each other in the first place?
3: Brett, you want to
2: take this one? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was working at Apple as a specialist like salesperson. Okay. And um, Matt worked there as well, our drummer, and who was the original drummer of Vatnet Viscar, and Alan, the original bass player of Vatnet. And they were looking for someone to mix their demo, so they had a bunch of – so they, like, had, they brought the demo in. And they're like, hey, whoever wants to mix it, like give it a shot everyone wants to mix <laughs> this so I was like, terribly and recorded I, demo yeah and I was like sure I'll give it a shot and he, they gave it to like two other people at, at Apple because we all like I, I was in school for sound recording and all that at the time yeah and um, so I did it and they liked it and then that was it good friends with Matt, I was good friends with Alan, and then I met Nick and Chris at the at a fourth of July party at Nick's house. Oh yeah, that's right. Um that was the first time I ever met Nick and it was one of the it was one of those parties that I think it's the Fourth of July party. I think um, maybe that we all all (laughs) point back to it you know it's just one of those parties that it was a lot of fun. We were pretty pretty young. (laughs) we're all like either right we're in college or right out so it was right at the prime uh shitheadness yeah oh yeah it was great (laughs) but um we just kind of garnered a relationship um from then on because i i I was in a band headfield and headfield and with casey and i don't know if dan was in it then but he may have been so we ended up working together on the demo. And then I recorded and mixed the first EP. And then I recorded and mixed, um, what is it? Sky Swallower for Century Media. And then, um, they moved on to work with someone else after that, which was totally fine. So we had a good working relationship and we were really good friends. And our bands went on tour together once. And then once Astronoids started getting a little foothold in late 2012, we did some shows together. Oh, and cool. it's just yeah. sort of like we were just around the same time. Our bands played shows together all the time. Like we were in that we had the same group of friends. So it was just like, yeah. And it became this incestuous cesspool <laughs> of, <laughs>
3: Yeah, Britt actually I mean, played bass for, uh, yeah, for I, a tour also.
2: Yeah, the bassist, um, I think he left or I forget uh, I what I remember. Yeah. So the bassist left, um, after the recording and I was like, oh, I'll do the tour, you know, because yeah. I know uh, all the songs. I've just listened to him for a fucking
3: minute. It was with Internaut, so it was a co- at least it was a cool Yeah, one. it
2: was a cool I met Sasha and those guys and they're all really nice and, um, yeah, so it's it's been a really cool um, relationship that Nick and I have had through the years, and we're just at this point where, like, just really good friends, and it's about time we started, you know, actually making some music together.
1: So this new band was almost inevitable, then.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you're Brett. You're actually playing
1: uh, drums and bass on, and from the last time you're on, I've. Discovered that you actually consider yourself more of a drummer than a guitar player, but you play guitar and sing in Asteroid.
3: Yeah, isn't it disgusting?
1: It's, it is. <laughs> isn't it's, it annoying? Like, so. A l- it. little bit.
2: I, mean, I shouldn't say that because, like, I need a drummer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I need a I need a drummer too. <laughs> so,
1: so Brett could be his own one man band at this point.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, I don't know how many times Brett sends me like, "Oh, I've been working on this demo song of of this or that, or just like whatever random metal or random whatever thing." I'm just like, dude, like, my demos are like shitty quality guitar <laughs> record tracks, like that I have to send to you to make even sound like remotely listenable. <laughs>
1: And Brett's are just these finished pieces. Yeah.
3: He's like, I was like, oh, don't mind the sloppiness. Or he'll send me a demo that's like, oh, don't mind the sloppiness. I'm like, dude, this, you can release this. <laughs> <You> know, it, <laughs> it, like I can barely play the guitar parts in my
1: demos. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's really making me wonder how bad these covers that he keeps procrastinating on are.
2: That's a good Maybe, question. I don't know. Maybe they're great. I mean, they're, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i liked uh, i i went to school for drums and i studied drums and percussion for a long time and like that's where i like i can i'm fluent on that instrument like i feel fluent there you know what i mean like it's like speaking english to me which i'm still not very good at but um, (laughs) it's nice i can just not think and i can play and like that's that's it and guitar I got, I'm very comfortable with at this point but yeah. I still it's not where I can just do what I think and I can do that on the drums. so that's where I feel most comfortable and it's nice um getting a chance to do that like full-time in a band because I write um, most of the drum parts for Astronoid but right. I don't get to play them so
3: <laughs> yeah so- one of my uh teenage metalcore hardcore bands had like a reunion show with. I think probably a few years ago now this point and they're like oh we need someone to play drums we need someone to play drums The the kid who played drums can't do it and I was like oh let me let me see I was like Brett you you're interested in doing this and I, I was like and they they didn't none of those guys really knew him so I was like well just just wait and, yes. wait and see
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> and it was uh it worked out well
2: yeah it was it was fun it was pretty funny though they 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 I don't think they were expecting because I've, I'm, I've toured around the world playing drums, and um, yeah, I don't think exactly. they are quite ready. It was pretty funny, though, and we had a lot of fun, and I think it made, like, I think it was exciting for them of how serious I took it and, like, how, you know, it was just a lot of fun. Like, well, that show is really cool.
1: It's really odd for me, personally, to think about it, because I got introduced to you through Astronoid, where you're playing guitar. So, in my mind, you're always a guitarist and a singer, not a, a drummer and a bassist.
3: Isn't that strange how I I find that works like with like just age and stuff too. Like, so I think Brett and Casey are both like a tiny bit younger than my younger brother. So like a couple years younger than me, but I met them as adults. So to me, it's like, they're my peers. They're my adults, right? They're adults. And like my brother is like (laughs) my younger brother. So it is crazy how like much the (laughs) context you, you meet someone in determines your look of them kind of forever.
1: It really does. I'm listening to the EP and I don't know how you guys play that kind of like, I mean, the drums are insane, but I will get into that in a minute. Cause I wanted to know which of you guys brought the idea to do and uh, to start an, a, a band to the other one. Was it, was it like a mutual thing? Or was, would one of you finally say, let's just do this.
3: So I think this was kind of a very natural like progression of things. Like I, I had always planned on still writing something after I left Funaviscar, just because I I like doing it. It's like a cathartic, like it it just feels good. And then you know if it could get released or I could release it myself, like great, mm-hmm. you know, awesome bonus. Because like I don't plan on um, dropping everything and touring full time again. You know, yeah. I I want to play shows again for sure. I, you know, but um, I I can't at this point in my life it's not going to be like my job now you right. know but yeah so i was writing these songs kind of like over time and it was just not even a question of like who i was going to bring him to like hey brett i need drums i need drum parts and i need you <laughs> to record this and it kind of just like just went from there like he, he was into it which is the first step i'm like oh does this stuff suck he's like <laughs> um uh he liked it so uh and just kind of over the course of recording the the ep and and you know brett doing his production and just you know like just acting like i mean obviously it's great at recording it's great at drums but like just as a producer too like adding um hey that we need a little guitar flourish here we need this here we need that um was like invaluable and then i think by the end of that we're like let's just uh make this official that like this is a band that's the two of us now and um go from there so i think like in the in the future it'll probably be more diverse songwriting like from between the two of us like you'll probably see more stuff from brett i think as far as guitar parts and stuff like that too we'll
1: be right back after a word from our sponsors so the band was conceived basically as a duo then
2: i think it was just conceived i think it was just gonna be you like i the whole thing from the beginning was like i was gonna Support whatever Nick's idea was. You know, so like I was my, I didn't want to really participate in. I was going to like creatively, I was going to participate, but like not in terms of like writing. Like I wanted him to write it and I wanted him to do his stuff and I wanted whatever I added to it to be his vision, like not my vision. Okay. And then um, as we kept going in the process, we kept that in mind and then i would say towards the end of the mixing mastering stuff it's like hey you know because we started talking to prosthetic and um we started talking about just releasing this stuff and it's like you know like let's just keep doing this and just keep it going together and it doesn't it you know it makes sense for me like there's no strings attached and you know it's just let's just put it on paper that it's going to be us and then we can just continue this like why not it's fun you know exactly
3: i mean it just went really well and we both enjoyed it and said we've been friends for a long time so it's nice to work together and
2: but it was a duo since we once we started once we realized we wanted to start recording we decided we wanted it to be a duo um and just the two of us um just you know just less cooks in the kitchen and (laughs) We've both, we've both been in bands and um, having to deal with, you know, more personalities. And sometimes it, it's, you know, it gets in the way. But it's nice having all the input and, and all that stuff. But it's, yeah, It has
3: its, its benefits and drawbacks, it's nice for sure.
2: That it's, uh, I think it's particularly just Nick and I that is good. Like, I don't know if a duo would be the right move if it weren't just, if it weren't him. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, because we can, we have all the bases covered now and we do, we're not touring all the time we're not doing all that so it like works out perfect like even if this was just a studio project it would be very easy to maintain that just the two of us right you know
1: were there any thoughts of of playing live as as katan
2: yeah
3: we will at some point for sure like um obviously uh <laughs> so, i mean i think we recorded this stuff like it's been a while um so I think like what, summer of 2019, Brett, maybe I mean, it was like were, over. Yeah, was we a cool. few hours away from me now. So it's kind of like we kind of like take a weekend and do some stuff and then, okay. you know, Brett would mix and then et cetera, et cetera. But it was kind of like after we had it recorded and finally like ready and then we got it mastered and stuff and we were kind of planning on self-releasing, yeah. but figured. Um, so uh, Steve at Prosthetic was at Century Media when uh, Vatnet was there and he had signed us. So I just sort of sent it to him, like I, I, he's an awesome guy. He's one of the only guys that I, like I, I kind of like stayed in touch with from back in Votnet <laughs> days. So I was like, hey, you know, just check it out. Let me know if you like it. And he liked it, and I mean, here we are with with that. But um it's the whole process of like the signing and then like getting vinyl produced, and it, which is still still delayed. and like all this stuff, it's yeah. just like it, it takes a long time. So we've had this stuff in the bag for a, a while.
2: We'd like to, I think we'd like to play it live um, when it's the right time. Yeah, and, exactly. And we have the opportunity to put on a show that we really would like to do um, in terms of, you know, like the production quality. So we'll see. And we'll see who's involved.
1: I was going to say, would that require expanding the band a little bit to
2: uh... – Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get some friends. Yeah, we so luckily we have a very
3: <laughs> like um we have a very like talented group of friends um around us, so I think that's not a problem. Luckily, right. Um, <laughs> but like it, we've said like too like we don't and it's nothing against like small shows, basement shows, anything like that. We grew up with that. We love that. But like this is that band. This band will never do that because we don't want to do that. We um, have it's going to be like right. Well, and it's not. I don't even want to even be like. That we're above that or anything like that, because I'm fine with that. I did the grind. I'm fine with doing the. We are you know, not that's... above
2: it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but like,
3: you know, but it, it, it's just like that's just not what we want to do with right. this band. Like, we want to. If we play live, we want it to be like Brett was saying, a certain level of production. I, I personally, I said like to read interviews with. I've probably said this a million times. Read an interview with like Ghost, where there was a, a quote where him saying like we were a band for two years before we announced we were a band, and I was like that is awesome because like they got their shit together before. And, and that is super inspiring to me. And I was like, yep, everything with this band has to be perfect before it does anything basically. Um, so the same thing with live shows, like we won't play a live show until we're damn well ready, (laughs) but I definitely want to, there's nothing like that feeling uh, for some reason. (laughs) It's just, it's just great. So, um, that's the plan.
1: And you said you recorded all this stuff in the, like the summer of 2019, and it's May of 2021. Was there a reason for the delay? I mean, was it pandemic-related, or was it just legal stuff with the, the label? I
2: think it was um, everything.
1: <laughs>
2: it's so, kind of general life, so what, uh, too. Hold on. Let's go through the timeline here. So I'm pretty sure we recorded it. On, I'll tell you right now. Um, maybe I won't. My computer is <laughs> shooting its pants. So, Nick, yeah, what the hell's going on? I just built this thing and it's a pain in the butt. So, say we recorded it then. We basically recorded it around that time. And then in 2019, Astronaut had a bunch of shows in October with Coheed. And then we went to Europe. And then the world shut oh, down. Oh, yeah. And then. We were all like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I probably mixed it around that time. And it took me probably a couple months because we were, you know, we were we had no fucking clue what was going on. So say right. what? So we mix. I finished mixing this probably what in the spring, yeah, of last probably. year. And then we sent it out for mastering, and then we got artwork, and then we sent it to the label, or we started con basically what we wanted to do with the label you know and that takes time and then once we sign the deal it takes about like six months
3: yeah i think we 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 submitted
2: this in december right
3: probably and i I think like we weren't generally in like a rush to get it out either like because i like i know we're we're both very busy with work at the time and stuff like that brett's got asteroid now Brett, as you know there's like i think my goal with this also is like to not kind of let it ruin our lives right. <laughs> in a way that a band can easily do. Yeah. So um, I think that's, that's kind of important for, for me to keep in mind, but um, not like we're not putting everything we have into it. It just might take a little longer.
1: Right. How did you guys come up with the name Catan? I'm thinking I started looking at, well, trying to figure it out myself. What I came up with, and I'm pretty sure this is wrong is that it's either a star in the Star Trek universe that died out a thousand years ago. Or a hyperactive actor from the SNL days in the late 90s who played that one. Mr. They're Peeper? Both,
2: they're both just as lame. <laughs> but, it Star, but it is the Star Trek one.
3: Yeah. It's- so it actually is the, uh, a reference to that Star Trek episode. Nice. Yep. Uh, I'm a huge nerd, sci-fi nerd. I was just kind of like before this got kicked off, like going through rewatching all that, and I, I saw this episode I, that show in general, like kind of Star Trek in general, I always thought as cheesy and outdated as it is and stuff like that. there's some like some really like kind of like depressing like weight behind a lot of those episodes <laughs> or like the concepts and stuff and and that that episode where it's like Picard has to he lives this whole other life in in his mind, basically. And then like wakes up from that and is like, oh, that wasn't real. So and that like kind of carries on like in like other mentions throughout the, the series and stuff like that. And like yeah, and it's a star that died. So I'm like, that's uh super depressing, um, Right. which is where I like to be with my music stuff <laughs> for whatever reason. Cause generally I'm I'm not like that in like uh <laughs> everyday life, but I don't know, artistically I, I like the um really dark stuff and it was kind of just like a cool random word. And that was the first time I was like, Oh, that's actually kind of a cool name for a band. We'd thought about like, once like all the prosthetic stuff was coming through and stuff, we're like, Oh, should we change it? This, that, whatever. And then we could not come up with anything that we liked better. Basically. (laughs) Um, It's really hard (laughs) to come up with a band name. Um, It sucks. And I hate it. Uh, Like cut trying to the process of trying to come up with one, but I'm, I'm happy with it. And, uh, I guess if people don't like it, that's uh, tough shit for
1: them. Hey, you know, it could be a lot worse. I mean, you could have called the band Mr. Peepers or Doug Butabi. Yes. yes Cork, Corky exactly. Romano.
2: Our first album, Let It The Roxbury. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what was yeah. it Um, uh, Barrier Dead with all the uh, oh, yeah. Tom Cruise <laughs> movies? Oh, man. I can't remember.
1: Oh, I'm not familiar with that. I'll have to look that they
2: had, up. Like, they had, like – I got it right here. They, you got they have everything like a, right there. I, I'm like uh, that dude, like in the crime shows that have enhance. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find that. Yeah, top the, cover your track. Computer. The, the album, and then Top Gun, Vanilla Sky, Mission Impossible, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah Outsiders. Right. There's even a song called Mission Impossible Two. Oh my God.
3: <laughs> yeah, we we had to do uh, another interview recently, and and the guy asked he's like so are there other like star trek references and stuff and we're like no this is not a star trek fan. this is not like that that so that was the one thing about the name that i'm like because eh, i'm like i don't want people to think i'm like a you know or like a star trek. but like when we were thinking about the name and stuff like that steve at century i was running or steve at prosthetic sorry i was running it by him and stuff like that he's like i like it and he's like what you think like star wars fans aren't gonna like it because he'd be like fuck you trekkies i'm like and i'm not even a trekkie i just thought it was cool like, but I'm like that's a good Point though, like no one cares. It's not Alderon. care more than we do. Basically,
1: you should have named it Alderon.
2: Yeah, right. It's like the only planet I can
1: remember from Star Wars. It's the one that exploded. I think, right?
2: Yes, that's true. I don't know. I wish they just all exploded. There's no movie.
3: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I find myself. It's weird. I I, like. I I was a kid. I was a a way bigger Star Wars fan, and then as I got older, I was more into like Star Trek and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know why. Like, maybe it's because it deals slightly more with like veiled real life things there's something like I I definitely like much better about it where Star Wars is basically just kind of like a a space opera which is fine if you like that whatever but I find myself less and less interested by the day
1: yeah I'm I'm finding myself less and less interested in both of them and I used to love Star Wars when the first one came out I was like four and my dad took me to see it It as like a matinee or something I remember that was the first movie I ever saw and uh, I I loved it that's
2: cool though yeah, it was Yeah, cool. uh, but the new Star Wars movies suck. <laughs> They're awful. They're so bad. I don't I, I we're not going to get into this.
1: No, I don't This isn't a Star Wars podcast. See, there's plenty of those.
2: I could go right. on for, I could I, yeah, I could I have make to, to special- other
3: more depressing sci-fi <laughs> things.
2: <laughs> Is there
1: an overarching theme to the songs on the EP?
3: This EP, I would say not I, besides like kind of the general uh nihilistic depressiveness of depressed, it yeah yeah no <laughs> other than that because because this was because this kind of took this was my first like songs I've, I've kind of put together in a f- few years now and um it's kind of just finding our our sound finding our feel this and that so I think like I already have some ideas for for an album um kind of to make it more cohesive lyrically and stuff like that but this one i mean ranges from anything just from like straight up nihilism to bad dreams to um wanting to be remembered to uh let's see and what is processor about I like vague imagery. <laughs> so some of the lyrics are kind of intentionally vague. Like it could be literally be like a, I have a picture in my head and just trying to describe that or come up with some kind of narrative around that or okay. like a, um, honestly, even like a, a show or a movie or something I watch, but not even about that, but like some feeling or, or image that evokes mm-hmm. and, and that I like and, and latch onto and try to try to come up with my own, thing around that it's writing lyrics is really really <laughs> I, it's definitely the most difficult part of it for me like I hate uh, it <laughs> it is it sucks man like I, I don't like I say this in like a I, you know I, I love life and everything like this but I don't really care about a lot of stuff that I, like to the point where I want to write a song about it I don't want to be a political band I don't want to be a cheesy, stupid you know like a uh, meaningless lyric band either right. so it's like literally, there was a song in vatnet i had and basically the lyrics were about how i hate writing lyrics it was uh, there's a line like what song uh, is that I gotta, I gotta trying to it was called um mythos Called like there's like a line. It's like searching for the fading line between idiocy and grandeur. And I'm like, yep, that's it. Because like I don't uh, like writing. I
1: love and- that. That is like that is a very eloquent version of one of my favorite um, quotes from Spinal Tap, where they just they say that there's such a fine line between clever and stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: thank you. And yeah, yeah it's like exactly. <laughs> it's basically it's exactly the, like I. It's it's really hard to ride that line because like i'll read it it's funny because i I, a lot of bands like i love and i'll read their lyrics and either they are making a statement or they are kind of cheesy and 90 percent of the time like oh this is great i love it but for whatever reason like i can't allow myself to do that it's just not me i need to like stay in this one space which makes it way harder on myself (laughs) but um i you know i have been generally happy with the results, I would say, like, for, for lyrics and stuff like that. Like, usually at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, that was cool. Like, I, I, I like that. I can't believe I actually thought of that. So, <laughs> great. Yeah,
2: well, you, sometimes you get something good.
1: Well, you mentioned Processor, and that's my favorite track off the EP. I love that song. Awesome. Thanks, man. And the drums are insane. I don't—I I swear, Brett, I don't know how—I I don't know how you or any other drummers, honestly— Really keep up that pace for an entire album, for an entire show. If you if you guys play it live, it's just they're relentless, and they're fast, and they're powerful. It's like it's like every song is like sounds like you've just run a marathon.
3: I will say I went to Pittsburgh weekend when we were recording drums and he's like, I didn't go to the gym this week to prepare for this. And I think I might have some clips somewhere or maybe I don't, but like just of, uh, when we finished drums of basically barely being able to walk.
2: Oh God. <laughs> it, it is. It's like running a marathon. And the thing is, I think recording it is, um, way harder than playing it live just because <laughs> you have to hit so much harder. Like I want, like I, I'm, I'm an engineer first and a drummer first mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm in both chairs and i know how hard i need to hit to get the sound that i want on the record uh, so it's yeah. like it sucks <laughs> so, and i i'm really happy with how the drums came out i think they sound really cool and they have a lot of um they got a lot of what's the word i'm looking for they're very natural but also very like bombastic and not yeah. really um, clean like asteroids okay. and because uh, I do the same I, I record all the asteroid stuff with Dan so it was cool to take a new approach and be like I want this to be raw and huge and not perfect and but as perfect as I can make it you know to mm-hmm. relative to the you know aesthetic that we're going for and I think we I think we got it
3: and we also like to show Brett's uh, production skills, we also recorded the drums in, like, a corner of his apartment. <laughs> oh. And he wow. got it to sound like that.
2: Wow. Jeez. I live in a pretty cool apartment, though. It is uh... a... <laughs> yeah, but
3: is it good for recording? It's all, like, concrete.
2: No. Oh, probably no.
3: not.
2: I live I live above a machine shop, so it's, like, a loft. And it, What do you think? 15-foot ceilings, Nick? Uh, it's a yeah. metal roof and probably 15-foot ceilings. So it's it's big, and wow. it's, like... It's about fifteen hundred square feet, and it's like pretty much all open except for two bedrooms. So wow. they're set up in a corner, and I got it all mic'd up, and it and it it's pretty good, you know, better than most apartments. They, and no one, <laughs> yeah, out of any <laughs> and,
1: apartment drums I've heard, those are
2: the best. Yeah, they gotta be <laughs> some of the best because <laughs> there's no one above us no one's below us half the time if they are they're working and they don't give a shit so we did anyway. it over the weekend right nick and there was nobody around yeah, i think we just did a, it.
3: like i went down on a friday night or something and we just got the drums done saturday sunday and i left and that was it. it's like it's funny because like it never concerned me about doing it in the apartment because i'm like oh i know yeah yeah home like I will make it sound yeah, good brett's in charge yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> or he'll
3: tell me that it sucks and like he need we need to go somewhere like either way like brett demands like a certain level of uh of uh, uh perfection for for this stuff and i guess you know if it sounded like really bad i maybe i would have said something but i don't think i can i have that ear for that stuff like Brett does.
2: i think if it were really bad you know what it you may have been nice to me like yeah man like i trust brett's ear but it sucked like maybe that's what it is you know i don't know yeah maybe they are Pat. <laughs> maybe they are Pat. maybe it sounds like shit
1: so oh. is is this a the precursor to a full-length album
3: yeah definitely so brett it's been like obviously pretty busy lately with child and Asteroid stuff and stuff like that but um i've been kind of like writing stuff in the background um probably 90% of which will just get thrown away. But uh, I think when we got, I, there's at least a few songs in there that I really like. And Brett's been working on some stuff too, um, which is great. So it's like, because like I saying now, having Brett like writing some guitar stuff too is, is great. So it's going to be super interesting and fun to see like where that lands as far as, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very excited. But yeah, there, there will definitely be a full length when we'll, we'll see. Hey. We'll see. It takes a while, obviously. But uh, yeah.
1: BP just came out you know we can't rush right. things
2: Yeah, yeah it'll thing. be we're gonna <laughs> take our sweet time
1: <laughs> <laughs> well and you both have other commitments going on so and babies and stuff so
3: yeah it's, funny. Yep. it's like i've never been like i finally have like a, a real like grown-up job and i'm super busy with that like a lot of the time and stuff like that i'm like man this seems like a this is a lot harder like doing this band stuff like serious band stuff when you're also working a full-time job I'm like this sucks
1: yeah. well, it's tough one of the other things i really enjoyed was the artwork who did the artwork for the ep it's um so uh this
3: guy travis smith that oh. steve um, I know Kevin. suggested that we talk to and um, I Nailed we could it. not be happy. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it came out perfect. Like, I, we send him a few examples of stuff we liked. Like, hey, we like this, this, and this, but obviously we don't want it to be exactly the same. Right. Um, here's the EP, here's the kind of general concept of it, this kind of dystopian, sort of sci-fi depressing sort of thing. And um, he, he was awesome, like, through the whole process just sending us probably sent me like 30 different like options oh hey do you want us to go in this direction or this direction and then like a, more updates this way or this way do you like this do you like that and it was just so into it and so on top of everything and i was, I was like blown away I'm like this guy's done like some serious shit like, yeah. like
2: this, i was like and he's like, like yeah still life and Yeah, all of the blackwater park he did fucking all of the uh death sound of perseverance like there's yeah. no this guy's done some of the most iconic metal artwork ever. Yeah. So I was, it was one of those, like it didn't even really hit me until it was done of like, man, like this is like the Travis. Smith.
3: Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, more praise for the guy and like the process, like it, it was, he, you you know, it's obviously nice to work with. It, it's not always a hundred percent necessary, but always nice when people you're working with are actually into the project. Right. And like, yeah you can tell you can you can tell that easily i think and he was definitely into it and that just made me feel a million times better and then by the time we got the end result i was like holy shit like this is like i could not have like dreamed this up better myself like this is perfect good
2: um, suggestions steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks steve <laughs> like
3: because i think he sent us he suggested him once and we're like ah we're gonna talk to this guy or this guy or whatever and you know first guy we talked to was like oh well you know i can do this painting it's gonna be four thousand dollars I'm like well guess what we don't have four thousand dollars
2: not um, only that I think, I think his work was way better travis yeah
3: ex- and ex- yeah in the end of the day i it worked out perfectly like I, I am sorry we didn't go with him sooner basically
1: yeah yeah how did that i guess maybe you just kind of answered it but i was just kind of curious in, in this kind of situation is the label making suggestions or are you telling them who you want to work with? I, I guess maybe just generally
2: I. it's like we needed an artwork we needed artwork yeah. and we didn't really have anybody so we asked him like they're like okay. steve, steve has been really good about um about being, you know, helpful in that regard. Like, we had a mastering engineer, so we were we were good there. Um, there's, like, I like working with, um, God, why can't I remember his name? Magnus Lindbergh, thank you. He's great. Uh, he's done the Asteroid album he, he did. I recommend him to everybody, and Dan uses him for his um, mastering stuff that he does with Dan, so he's great, and I knew I wanted to work with him. So that was easy. Yeah, it's kind of like
3: in in like I think we got really lucky with this stuff too. Is like I I think both like Magnus and Travis like were like, well, we'll definitely work with them next time because they were both so great to work for. So and like yeah, it's like the label is just, you know and specifically like Steve, he's you know very experienced within the music industry and all that stuff. He has a lot of contacts, he has a lot of stuff. So that's I feel uh, grateful to kind of have that resource because I know not everyone like I would have I think about this all the time. Like I would have. Murdered someone to be in this place, you know, <laughs> 20 years ago or whatever. But like, and um, and it's funny how fast you can like not not take it for granted isn't the right term, but kind of like, um, to see past that. Like you're just always looking for the next thing. Like it's not, like, and it's not like an ungrateful thing. It's just you, you know you always want to be moving forward, right? Gotta, yeah, exactly.
2: You gotta stop and smell the roses sometimes, you know, just in any part of life. So We've it's pretty nice to nice someone like Steve and um. Mm. You know, we've worked pretty hard at this for a long time. Yeah, so that, that's it's also nice. That's, it's nice um, having people. The ones who have stuck around are the ones that we wanted to. You know, they're awesome. the nice ones. They're the ones that are, um, you know, good people. And we've been fortunate to surround ourselves with good people.
3: Yeah, and I think that was another part of this kind of being like we're in no rush to to get this out. We're, in, you know, we want this to like this is what this is going to be. It's going to be. Like 100% what we want it to be, and we won't accept anything less than that, or it just doesn't come out, or we self release it, or we do whatever. And so, kind of like relieving that pressure was awesome, and it's allowed us to, you know, it's a lot less stressful. And even from this point on, right? Like, I mean, kind of like I- I'm super happy with it. Like, whatever happens, happens. Like, I, I want us to do well, obviously, but I'm just happy. I- I'll never stop writing music and i think like we both really like doing this so yeah just happy to be able to to kind of have a platform for it
1: well i really enjoyed i've been listening to it all day today been doing my research for you guys and just really getting to know some of your back catalog too so it's really really interesting because that's not a path i go down a whole lot So it's really interesting to, to, to open myself up to some new music. So it's, uh, it's been really cool. And one thing based on, um, my last conversation with Brett, I think one thing you guys should consider is doing an, an EP, another EP, but Def Leppard covers.
2: We both yeah. definitely like Def Leppard a lot. Yes, yeah. so. I, I think, I'm fine with that.
1: I think Catan— but
2: in the way, in the style of Catan.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> yeah. I mean. I think that yeah. would be brilliant.
3: But you might I have to do the singing that. for that.
2: Yeah, no, no. <laughs> if we're doing this in the style of Katon, we are. It's going to be a lot of blast beats, <laughs> yeah. and no one's going to even know it's photographed.
1: Def Leppard blast about. beats. <laughs>
3: One of the first yep. comments from one of our friends about the Catan stuff versus the Net Viscar stuff. Cause a lot of our friends aren't really like black metal fans or anything either. Okay. It's like, Oh man, I'm glad you guys, you, this is like less blast beats. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is.
1: <laughs> well, guys, thank you guys so much for spending some time and talking about the album. It's uh, I always enjoy having bread on. Nick, it's been great getting to, to know you and meeting you and, and, learning a little bit about your history. I'd love to have you guys back on at some point together, individually do a, deaf, a show about Def Leppard, whatever you guys want.
3: <laughs> you no, know, likewise been great. It's been great doing uh, talking to you and it's a, uh, I'm excited. Hopefully we'll have a, an album in the future and we can do this again.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And is there um, a social media presence where the people can follow you guys?
2: Uh, yeah. All of them. Unfortunately, <laughs> I did a really good job at the <laughs> end last yeah. time and I, I can't remember what I said. So.
3: I, don't know. I hate like it's necessary Plugging, shameless plugs. Oh my god! Sure. Just like social media, it's like such a time suck. It's ton it
2: Band, is. right? You can yeah, Katan Band on Twitter come, so. and Instagram. Yeah. Okay. i've so Band on
3: everything. So I'll just say Katun
2: Band. I, I think I can. Katun kind of,
3: Band on social media. Yeah, you got
1: them. And you guys have a, a a website or what's the best place to buy the album?
3: So yeah, our website, katanband.com. Okay. Is I have all the we got all the links there and the link to buy us because like there you're actually buying it um through our store instead yeah. of like the label store, which is uh nice, but obviously whatever. Yeah. Um we're both fortunate enough to not be in a place where we like need the band to survive at this point, like <laughs> I have in the past. So
2: Kill yeah. us. <laughs> no, but seriously,
4: yeah. buy it. <laughs> yes, but please. <laughs> please buy it.